Before we get into it today, I want to take a moment to share a super exciting new giveaway. You guys know that we are super committed to helping you live your best lives with tips, tricks, and tools. And this giveaway is with Go-Dot, basically the only bag you'll ever need to live your best life. So this bag is basically my new everything. If you guys want to enter to win the bag that I've been using to survive and thrive in COVID, then text 917-540-7949. Text 917-540-7949 and we'll send you all the entry info. So I'll tell you a little bit about the exact bag that you'll win. It's the Puffle in Iridescent White. It goes with everything, and it's my bag of choice. It's valued at $218. It's basically a cuter version of a duffel bag. It can either be a go from your morning to your workout to work to your evening event bag, or it could even be a weekender. It's got separate footwear compartments, a laptop section, and it's machine washable. Plenty of places to put that hand sanitizer and a couple of extra masks, basically everything you need in the new normal. So if you want to enter to win a puffle of your very own from GoDashDot, text 917-540-7949. That's 917-540-7949. And we will text you back the info and it'll be on our Instagram at SupBabePod. All right, girls. Welcome to Sub Babe, your one stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Shara from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. I'm your co-host today. You can call me Marshall. I'm a former banker, current content creator, and venture capitalist. I'm like Kendall Roy from Succession, but not a complete disaster. And quick shout out, congratulations on your Emmy, Jeremy Strong. Oh my God, right? They swept, no? Big night for Succession and even bigger night for Schitt's Creek. Really fantastic. I happen to like both of those shows a lot. But today on the show, we are chatting about dating tips for cuffing season in COVID, which, you know, pretty fucking tricky if you ask me. It's really here. It's so interesting. I feel like this is so apropos. I'm in Savannah, Georgia, and the temperature has dropped probably 20 degrees in the last four days. And I feel like as soon as you get that chill in the air and you put that sweatshirt on, you kind of look around and see see what your dating situation really is. Yes, it's like it's hoodie season and then it's cuffing season and then it's the holidays. Everything just hits you so fast. It all happens very, very fast, especially after Labor Day. I always think about the episode of High Met Your Mother when uh, Barney Neil Patrick Harris talks about how basically the year is over <laughs> when women stop wearing sundresses. And it, as much as 
you know, you want to argue with that. It's kind of true. You're so Southern already, except, except for this black and white tie-dye tee. You guys can't see him right now, but I am eye-fucking this tee <laughs> so hard. I love this tee. I just, I don't even understand how this is what you showed up to record Sup Babe in, but I, I just like love you even more for it. Whose tea well, is this? Actually, a very good question. My mom bought this T-shirt. My 58 <laughs> or 59-year-old mother bought this T-shirt. She really did. It looks like a black tie-dyed uh, high school PE T-shirt. And she thought like... Okay, we, we love your mother. Official. Well, she thought this is going to look good on me. And then I saw it sitting out and she said, I absolutely can't wear that. And I said, I absolutely can. And I took it from her and I adore it. But there's something going on. In, like, that's in the air during the pandemic, which everybody thinks that they look unbelievable in tie-dye. Wait, Marshall, uh, I'm and, sorry. And, you're uh, making me laugh so hard. I just spat White Claw on my mic, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm having technical <laughs> difficulties over here. This is amazing. Okay, so please go on your tie-dye rant. Continue. <laughs> no, but am I wrong? I have never seen more people think that they look spectacular in a t-shirt that they made in their backyard. And let me go even further. <laughs> There's this crazy trend, and sorry, this is very New York specific, but Jake Gyllenhaal worked with Russ and Daughters on putting out a tie-dyed pink and white Russ and Daughters special edition t-shirt. And I was like, who fucking cares? But then I bought okay, one for so my dad. Jill, Jill from the Real Housewives <laughs> of New York, Jill Zarin, started a mm-hmm. whole tie-dye thing. They're tie-dyeing masks and tees. And like her and her daughter like started an entire business in COVID. And I feel like it's selling because I see her like every day on the gram posting new stories of her hard at work. I That girl is tie-dyeing all day long. I have bought a couple of different charity tie-dye things. I kind of wish that I hadn't. The reality is, is that if you are going to have a great tie-dye that is not from a big brand that's kind of fake tie-dye, you actually need to do it yourself. You really need to go in your backyard and make a big fucking mess and do it yourself. It's a good activity. Get dirty. It, it's like a $10 Amazon activity. It's a, and a great thing to do with your kids. P.S. You are the spitting image of a millennial in COVID right now. You are in a tie-dye tee with a white claw and it is just (laughs) making my world right now. Okay, without further ado, I know everybody came here and turned this on because they want our top five dating tips for finding their partner in cuffing season in a pandemic, which is honestly real weird. So let's just lay out the situation, guys. I'm the one who's actually trying to do this. So I'm here feeling this out with you girls, okay? I am also single, trying to mingle, and struggling. Marshall is, you know, with the love of his life. You've been with Madison how long now? Our three-year anniversary is next week or two weeks from now. So a while. I think what's interesting for you is you've gone through every dating scenario that there is and you kind of thought like i've got this thing down and then and then and then a pandemic hit and the world said fuck you yeah i figured out pandemic dating for like a moment and then i was like oh shit i need to resituate so it's been a journey for me too my whole thing is columbus dating and me just does not work so i am driving back to new york city like as we speak i will already be there when this launches i bet because i can't get back to a normal dating life soon enough there's also just a dating pool thing right you need somebody that is super duper ambitious and living an interesting life and is you know maybe wants to 
not go out multiple nights a week, but is doing interesting things multiple nights a week. And unfortunately, that's kind of a big city attitude that both of us have. For sure, 100%. Also, I'll be honest, I've realized that 40 is my sweet spot. Love that. I love that journey for you. (laughs) Low to mid 40s. I fucking rock there. The guys that are like 42, 44, they are eating this up. Nicole Rose is right up their alley. She's not too much. She's just enough, just enough sass, just enough weird, just enough crazy. The guys that are in their 30s are like, whoa, I'm giving them anxiety. (laughs) Are sass, weird, and crazy the new triple threat? You know, uh, it, it was it was singing, acting, dancing, but now it's sass, weird, crazy. If you can deliver on those three things, that's not probably what most people are looking for. But that is what I'm able to uniquely deliver, <laughs> fellas. So if you are listening to Sup Babe, you, if you, you know what you want, DM me. <laughs> Nicole, give us your first piece of dating advice. What's the what's the one thing that you've learned okay. that you would like to bring out into the world? I want to take it back just a notch. For one sec. So let's talk about some facts, okay? Sure. Recently, Vice compared dating and COVID during cuffing season to the Hunger Games. Pretty funny. Apparently, people are getting kind of desperado because they're trying to snag a partner before it gets cold. Now, it's like cuffing season before the holidays is shorter. And then places are going to close, so you won't even have a place that's safe and neutral to meet somebody. You know, there won't be anywhere to meet up, right? That's a really great point. I had not even thought about the fact that the like closing of outdoor dining and that you don't want to walk around or do like a picnic or do a, a literal walk in the park. Without those things, what are people supposed to I do? Mean, I mean, exactly my point. It's either unsafe or it's only FaceTime. Basically, the point is the pressure's on. The clock is counting down. This is a shorter cuffing season than we've had before. Hence why my ass is on the way back to New York because I've got some dates lined up <laughs> and I'm going to be knocking those out before it is too cold for me to be outside because I'm definitely not going to a park in 40 degree weather. Unless it's for little disco to poop. As you shouldn't. I think that New York might be the toughest place to date in the country once it gets really cold. Right. Right now it's better than where I currently am, but it's going to be, it's a, it's about to be worse. I want to say by like November, you know, I feel like there are some years on Halloween where you can kind of get away with a skanky, like skimpy outfit. So that's usually my barometer of after Halloween. It's freezing. Correct. But Halloween's canceled. No, I know. I'm just using that as a timeline, right? So it's like. Fair enough. We've got the next couple of weeks for people to get out there and start dating before it's already deep in November and cold. I will say one thing. I do think that this year, you know, knock knock on wood all over the place, that we're going to potentially have a new president. And I think that that might lead to a tremendous amount of partying. Okay, well, I am praying that you are right. I think that the week of November 2nd could turn into a complete banger to the point where I might get in the car and go back to New York. So I'm there for it. Okay, well, if you do that, holler at your girl because I'm going to be there. And P.S., you said you're going to set me up with your dad's friend. I'll take it. All right. All that's the dads. a deal. That's an easy the one. Da- the dads. We're in. We're doing it. That's I'm a ready. promise. By the way, I laughed so hard when you texted me and you were like, yeah, no, I'm going to set you up with my dad's friend. It's like we're basically the same <laughs> age. And I was like, yep, that actually sounds quite right. Like, Thank you so much for thinking of that. In fairness to you and in fairness to, to the situation, most women in New York City are not looking to date someone their age. Almost none of them. Right. All of them want to date older. And it's not like two years older. It's like 
five to seven years older, at least. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going for a straight decade. Like, if you're not a decade <laughs> just, older than me, just around I don't 10. Think we're having dinner. Okay, so I think what's really going to be important just to set the scene is thinking about the fact that dating during COVID not only means that you're being vulnerable and open with your heart and your emotions, but also with your health, right? So this cuffing season presents many new issues than previous periods. So Marshall, what are your thoughts on video dating? Do you think it works? Do you think we need to get in person too before we make things official? Do you think it could be... You could have a whole COVID love story just over video. So I, I know that those exist. I do think that those are the exception to the rule. I think that the COVID mm-hmm. love story is really exciting and wonderful over video. But realistically, this would be my suggestion. Take advantage of the opportunity to do a high volume of FaceTime dates. I think that yes, exactly. I, I think that there is something wonderful about a FaceTime date, even in not COVID times, because as a uh-huh. And it, this cuts this cuts both ways and I guess I I'm you know in my, in my world I you know would go out with a girl and I'd spend like $150 on multiple drinks and food and this and that on a first date when maybe after 25 minutes it was not going to go anywhere. But you're still there and you're trying to save something that probably isn't even worth saving. So as many people as you feel comfortable asking to have a FaceTime date with, get on the phone and do the FaceTime thing for 20 minutes. You will very quickly vet people out and you can literally do 20 of those in five days. You can. You can just stack them up one after the other. Who cares? Get a big glass of wine. I 1000% agree with you. I think it was a New York Post that said, you should do a 931 rule. So it's nine virtual dates and then whittle it down to three to go on in person, mm-hmm. like socially distant dates with. And then, you know, maybe you pick one or maybe you restart the process. I think the other thing that this should really teach people, first of all, I really like that statistic of just thinking about it like a pyramid. Yeah, 931. Yeah. Really, two things. Yes, it's important to know what you're looking for. I think that that is, you know, always important to just know what table stakes are for your relationship. But so many times we get caught up with, you know, people my age, especially, where did somebody go to college? What's their job? How much money do you think they're making this year? Do they seem like they're fun or funny? What do their friends look like? Take this opportunity to definitely, yes, go on FaceTime dates with those people, but also expand the pool a little bit because so often the person, you know, you hear a million stories, but I would have never gone out with this person in this exact scenario. When you have nothing to lose and it's just 20 minutes of your time, why not expand that a little bit because you might surprise yourself. Yes and no. I think if you're doing FaceTime dates, you can do a few more of them. So you have the ability to expand the pool a bit. But I also do think one of my tips is to be really intentional because it is a pandemic. So it's not the time to fuck around. You don't want to be going on follow up dates with people who are just really not the right fit, you know, but you can use that FaceTime date to weed people out. And I agree. Sometimes we fall in love hard for people who are opposite us or we don't think are our type. You know, if the bones are there, maybe you're willing to, you know, not care so much about his height, right? I have told so many girlfriends that one of them is now seeing a guy that she FaceTimed and Zoomed with for months when she was in LA and he was in That's New fantastic. York. They're back and they're literally inseparable now, you know? And at first, you know, people were like, okay, we don't know if every single thing is a 100% fit. I think that you're right. It's like, The things that are non-negotiable, 
you don't acquiesce on. But the little small yep. things like height or like maybe his, hair, his skin type or hair is like a little different than what your type normally is. Those superficial things, I think, really definitely try to be more expansive and open in your search because at the end of the day, looks fade and personality stays. And a sexy personality is like the hottest thing, in my opinion. That's reason number 100 that the FaceTime date's great because it forces someone to present well with you. Because when you're when you're out right. and doing stuff like a lot of bad behavior or things you might not normally like can be sort of shielded in a first or a second date or be shielded over a few drinks, which you'll end up doing. You'll still go on those dates. But my, you know, I don't know if this might, will be my last piece of advice, caveat, but I think that my biggest piece of advice is don't accept any sort of gender norms in terms of communication. If you are a heterosexual woman and you are waiting for a guy to text you or to set up that FaceTime date or to set up that in-person date, why are you sitting there and waiting? This is a very bizarre time. Guys freaking love it when you make plans. Love it. It is so sexy. Okay, I do not agree with you Oh my God, well, you're wrong. Whatsoever. So here. this is a good one. Because we are going to get into an absolute <laughs> fight over this. Okay. So for instance, I'll give you an example. And it actually touches upon both things that we're saying. There's a way to follow up with a guy. And then there's a way not to. And so mm-hmm. I think in the norm, when girlfriends tell me that they pursued somebody, they followed up in the way that was really kind of like a no-no. It was a little too much. Because men ultimately do want to lead in my experience. And I do think it's important that the guy still be the one that pursues a woman. That's still important. That's important in the bedroom. It's important for like the sexy factor. I mean, (laughs) if I am setting all the rules of the relationship, am I also fucking you? I mean, it's just, I think that can be a little, like I don't want to be the one who's 100% in control that tells you everything we're doing and when we're getting together. I don't think that it's about 100%. I also think that we're crossing a boundary here between what your personal preference is and the, the general population. Because I think that for you, you want the guy to take control and the guy that isn't setting up those dates and asking you out in the next 10 seconds after you get home from the first date. That's someone that's unattractive to Nicole. No, I don't need to be asked on the first 10 seconds. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Hit me. I had, okay. And so this is two of the things that we've been talking about. I had a phone date this week. It was not a FaceTime date. It was a phone date. I won't say that's kind of cute. Lovely guy. It was because we had both just been working out. And so obviously we both could have showered and got done the thing. But like we were just like, okay, let's hop on the phone. And I have to say that while I do agree that a FaceTime date is great so you can check out like are they like their profile, right? Mm -hmm. Is this dude honest? Is he a serial killer? Like, you know what I mean? You can like, you can see one time I realized that some dude had four cats climbing on like things in the background. These cat structures. Stop, 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 stop. What are the cat structures called? I I would have hung up. I freaked out. I got off as quick as possible. He lied. He said he had one cat. I was like, maybe one cat, but like four? No. No, 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 no. Zero cats. Zero. No. Zero. That's horrible. So that's a side. So like, I do think that there's value in the video date for your first date, but there was a lot of value in this phone date because I think that when you're looking at yourself in a video, sometimes you tend to focus on the wrong things. Like, is my face positioned okay? How do I look? These are things girls think about. I'm not the only one. And then it's harder for you to stay super engaged in the convo. You know, just like how they say, if you check your phone while you're at a dinner with somebody, then you're going to be less engaged. So 
Yeah. I think it works that way. And because it was just on the phone, it was just this voice and I couldn't see anything else. My brain really focused on the conversation and two hours went by and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. Yeah. It was a good. Is like, this guy in New York? He's in New York. He sure is. Uh, <laughs> I will um, let so, you know uh, if there's I'm going to step on your toes and, and this, this will, I'm going to step on your toes because I know that you feel very passionate about what I'm about to say. And we've sort of touched on this, but do pay attention to the non-negotiables. No, for sure. And Because I, I think that we've sort of walked around it a little bit. Yes, like we sh- you should open your bounds a little bit, but don't o- open them too much. And like, if you want to feel like you want to reach out to the person after the date and not wait in, in your personal life, you can reach out to the person. Or if it's important to you that they so, reach so out to you, then let them reach out to you. And it, and it- let me give you an example. So okay. I am getting there. So at the end of the call, I said, you know, I really need to go. <laughs> But I'd love to see you. Sure. And he said, great, because I was going to ask you out. That's all I said. And he said, you know, what's your schedule? And I gave my schedule. And then I let him follow up. And he did follow up. But I think sometimes. (laughs) Thanks. Um, (laughs) But sometimes when you tell girls to follow up, you got to explain how. Because a guy doesn't want to be stalked and reminded. He's going to make the date with you if he's really interested. So I think what you're talking about can work, right? I just did it yeah. and it worked. But it's a fine line because it's you don't really want to be. You're really right. Do you get what you're I'm right. saying? Because if right. you're too bossy, if like no dude wants to be followed up with more than once or told these are the days of my availability before he's even asked you out. Like, no. I think that if you kind of, a lot of times you have, and this happens on all sorts of dates where people mean this and don't mean this and it's kind of a red flag for me is so many times on a first date people will discuss what they might want to do with you on a second or a third date but they may or may not mean it this is this happens all the time this happens in every city around the world of like like (laughs) oh we should i'm sorry first of all though i thought you were talking about dirty stuff i don't know why my (laughs) mind is in the gutter but i was like they're telling you what they want to do to you on the next date already i'm like and and i'm saying and i'm not only saying that's what they tell you what dirty stuff they want to do to you that's universal it's every date in every city across the world (laughs) you know in my experience someone will say you know we should go see this show together or we should go to the comedy cellar we should do this whatever you know, they either really mean it or they really don't. And they're you know, they're just sort of talking out of their ass. Nine times out of 10, in my experience, those guys don't mean it. They just spit a big I completely game. agree. Like, oh, this always happens. Do you want to go on a vacation? Yeah, you agree? I completely agree with you. We're, you and I are on the exact okay. same page. All right, good. So now all the girls out there who are listening, they now know that. Don't believe his shit, especially if he's had more than one or two drinks. He's just talking game. He's seeing how quickly he can get your panties off, right? Uh, Correct. So to, I guess, round off the feel empowered to follow up, if you had a conversation and there was some sort of reasonable conversation about another thing that you might do, and you can bring that up in like a soft way, because I am thinking of an example in my, in my single life where a girl followed up with me and said, Hey, I turned, it was like a Thursday night. I turned my notify on, on Resi, which is what they alert you to someone, a canceling reservation. I know it's last minute, like do not feel pressured at all, but there's a reservation at Carbone, which is like a really nice Italian restaurant. Let's go. I love Carbone. And I love, I loved how like the sort of like ingenuity of, Hey, like literally no pressure. It's actually not a big deal. We both discussed how much we love this restaurant okay. and it just popped up in my thing. <laughs> And if I don't go, they're probably still going to go. And it really was the exact sort of version of casual. So see your situation. But tell me, hold on, hold on, pause. Who paid the check? We split it. She insisted. Okay. She literally 
pulled classy. the waiter back and put her credit card in. Okay, because if she's going to say, hey, there's a reservation at Carbone available, like that's the right thing to do. I would not do that and then ask somebody else to pay for it because what if on a first or second date they weren't planning on taking me to a $100 a head dinner? I mean, that's completely reasonable. You know what I mean? <laughs> a thousand percent. It was expertly executed, to be honest. I mean, what happened to her? Okay, it's not Madison, I'm assuming, right? Uh, I'll be very honest with you, and I think this person follows you on Instagram, but I don't give a shit. Um, maybe they listen, maybe they don't. <laughs> we went on three dates. This was right before Madison, and then they told me on the street, on Hudson Street in West Village, that they had a boyfriend. Whoa. And like, and, and like, would I be willing to continue going oh out my with them? God. What? Like, said to my face, "Do you want to keep going out? Like, like, I just want you to know, like, I was cagey about going out. You know, on the second, you know, first, whatever date." And now I really like you, but I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to so break up with my boyfriend. Are, do you, do you want to like keep doing were this? Were they in an open relationship? No. Oh, no. oh, that's fucked. The, specifically, her boyfriend had asked her to move in with him and she said no, She's but she didn't break up with him because she was like, I'm just not ready. And so this was sort of her like mid relationship crisis. And I was like her mistress in the mid relationship <laughs> crisis. Oh, honey, and you I don't said, deserve to and, be anyone's mistress. It's okay, said, we've no, all been you. there. Um, at least she was honest with you because that has happened to me before after several dates at super fancy restaurants, a dude I met in Aspen. And it took like 10 dates. Luckily, we did not sleep together for me to realize that he was married. I was like, oh, yeah, that God. was something you should tell me because I am absolutely 120% uncomfortable with this and would never have gone out with you had you been honest. And if you're ever nasty to me, watch out because I'm going to go talk to your wife. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go talk to his wife. But I mean, it's inappropriate because I, I like didn't know how to feel. I was like, do I have to tell her? And it turns out they have an open situation but still i mean you have to tell that to somebody you have to say correct my wife and i i mean it's not even a, a girlfriend it's like my wife and i are in an like open relationship are you comfortable with that you know because i would have still said no even knowing that they're honest with each other that just for me yeah not not comfortable. I'm glad we both had the same experience. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think we're alone. I bet you so many other people are listening to this and being like, oh my God, I didn't even tell my friends this because it was embarrassing. Well, you and I also both have friends that don't mind being the other person. Yeah, I guess. Unfortunately. It's rude. That dude was just a dude who picked me up at a gig in Aspen. I, I'll tell you, and th this can be a conversation for a, an episode down the road when we're like both in snowy New York and have nothing to do and there's nothing new to talk about and we'll just talk about horrible dating experiences. And sip on but white claws. Yeah, and just <laughs> sip on ice cold white claws in the ice cold snow. We'll we'll cool them out. We'll cool them out hoodies. on our um our fire escapes. Tie-dye hoodies. We'll cool them out the window. We could get a little cooler that hangs out the window. But I have a number of friends who sort of say, and I don't know if I disagree with it fundamentally, that being the other person, like, it's not their fault. It is the person in the middle's fault who has, like, executed this relationship. And I'm like, I guess, but then you're complicit in something shitty, and I don't really know how to react to that. For sure. I, I think everyone's at fault in that situation. Okay, so I have a couple last tips that I want to share with you guys so I think this one is pretty important and I just learned this and maybe you can confirm with your friends at Hinge Marshall but 
Pick one app, use it and stick to it. I have had a much better dating app experience this time around. Obviously, I broke up with somebody in the beginning of COVID, right? So I have had a much better experience instead of being on like Bumble, Raya, Hinge, everything like I used to be, just being on one so that I can use it more. I can have deeper conversations in it more because I'm not as busy trying to check everything. And also, I have heard... Marshall, you'll let me know what you think. I have heard that the algorithm favors you more if you spend more time on it on these apps. So if I'm using Hinge more, commenting, liking, DMing, the more my profile will be shown. Uh, I believe that's accurate. And let me let me caveat that with this. There are only a few dating apps that have enough breadth to do that. And they are Tinder, mm-hmm. Hinge, and Bumble. That's it. Right. Those are the only ones that have right, enough. So pick one of those three. Yeah, correct. And the, those are the only ones that have enough breadth to sort of work the algorithm that way. There are other apps, obviously, that sort of have the right, you know, particular affinities for certain people. I'm Jewish. I've been on J-Swipe. There's plenty of girls who aren't Jewish that like to use, that you like to use J-Swipe. But that obviously does not have the, you know, the capability of showing someone's profile more or less often because there's just a, sm- a much smaller pool of people. So I would pick one of those three and stick to it. Totally agree with you. Okay, so my number two is you need to have a conversation about your COVID risk tolerance. So once you whittle down through this 931 sure. process or going through tons of FaceTime dates like Marshall suggested, if you find the person or you're dating someone, one person casually, you need to have a conversation on how you're going to operate right now. It's a big thing for me. Like I have canceled people because their, ri- their risk behavior is just out of fucking control by pandemic standards and I just don't feel like dealing with it there's next to no upside and there's tremendous downside if you don't have that conversation right right and it's like also if they're gonna be wild and crazy in a pandemic who are they really we we had someone that's very close to my family um, that was in the house get have covid last week we have all been tested everyone's fine and you know thank god but it, it just sort of recalibrated everybody's. It rocked you, right? Yeah, it totally rocked us. And we're all we're all very focused on it. And I actually had to get tested in Savannah a couple of days ago. But, you know, all clean. We're wonderful. Good, I'm happy to hear that. It, it just sounds like we're all talking about STD tests all the time. But um, just when I hear <laughs> I just got tested, I immediately think of an STD panel. But I know that we're talking about. I completely COVID. agree with you. This, this might be the first thing in like 50 years that changes that yeah. paradigm and that expectation. Yeah, like, there's no stick anymore get fucking you think, tested you think of the covid test exactly yeah just get it all get all the tests when you're there <laughs> correct you might as well so my last thing too is be real in your bio and profile say what you want if you want a relationship say that that's what you're looking for if you want kids one day check that option right just be real because the more that real that you are the more chance you have of attracting a guy who wants the same things as you and I cannot tell you since I've re-entered, re-emerged in the dating pool, how often guys are like, oh my God, you look like your photos. So what are the other girls out there doing? Like, <laughs> that shouldn't be a shocking thing. Yeah. So use photos from within the last year. You know, don't over edit. I think just try to be super honest so that it doesn't waste your time or his time, right? Last point, if you don't mind. don't yeah. Also, don't settle in all of this. Don't spend the next five months until spring with someone that you don't want to spend it with. You said this, but be intentional. And then, you know, if you don't find someone, life goes on, you'll be totally fine. There, there, there are plenty of fish in the sea and we'll keep doing dating episodes until you find the right person.
Exactly. If it's freezing and you're still trying to date, we got you because I will go and test it out and we will get back on sub, babe, <laughs> and we will let you know what's up. All right, Marshall, thank you so much for coming on and doing of this Of course. Episode. Thank you for having me. I didn't share my Tesla story, so you're going to have to remind me uh, some other time if you want to hear about that embarrassing situation. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, girls, if you loved what you heard today, please subscribe and hit five stars. We would be so grateful if you had time to leave us a little quick review and let us know what you're thinking. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at SupBabePod and at Marshall Sandman. We hope we've brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays and Wednesdays to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. Thank you.